the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lady the Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Powered by Advantage Home Buyer. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRockstra. On this day in 1986, William Rehnquist was sworn in as the 16th Chief Justice of the United States, while Antonin Scalia joined the Supreme Court as its 103rd member. President Trump is ready to announce his choice to become the 114th justice. In a White House announcement this afternoon, the president will unveil his pick to fill the vacancy on the high court following the death of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's the third Supreme Court opening during... Mark Levin explains your modern Democrat party. The Democrats and their unions have destroyed the public school system in many communities. The Democrats have destroyed the environment in many of their states. You can see this in Oregon and California and in Washington State, but other states too. Democrats, so many of them have destroyed their cities with the violence and the anti-cop positions that they have. The Democrat Party is a wrecking ball. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Hour two of the Saturday Narn Closer edition is coming up next with Brad Carlson, so don't Turn that dial. Photos and videos from our events, news updates, live streaming, and maybe a selfie or two. The latest and greatest way to connect with The Patriot is to follow us on Instagram. Simply search for AM1280ThePatriot on Instagram. Now let's take a look at your weather for the rest of the day. High of 76, cloudy for most of the afternoon tonight. It looks like it's going to clear up in a low of 55. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. You can check out my blog at Bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just go to hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARN Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and it'll bring you right to our page, and you can follow along with uh, video updates, status updates, whatever else. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Taking kind of a a transition, I guess, in the second hour, we talked a lot of national news and politics in the first hour. want to shift to local issues, particularly uh, state races. Very important legislative elections taking place this year, folks, and I can't emphasize enough that we are redrawing the congressional districts in early 2022. So the makeup of the legislature is going to be a big determinant of how that's going to be done. And uh, one of the candidates joining us today is Greg Polis. He is running for Minnesota State Senate in Senate District 44. And that seat's currently held by a Republican, uh, Paul Anderson, but Paul is uh, not seeking Re-election. So uh, with the Republicans having a scant majority in the Minnesota Senate, we got to hang on to all these seats that are in their hands as it is. Uh, Greg, again, running in Senate District 44, which covers, eh, what, Western Plymouth, Northern Minnetonka, if I got my geography right, Greg Polis? Plymouth, and about two-thirds of Minnetonka. Two-thirds of Minnetonka. And then Woodland. Woodland, gotcha. Well, Greg Polis, welcome to the Northern Alliance Trade Network, sir. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Well, now, I imagine Saturday is probably... Uh, prime campaigning, door knocking. So the fact that you took some time to be here, Greg, uh, we certainly appreciate it and we want to uh, uh, make the best of it. I guess um, you know we'll talk a little bit about some of the issues you're hearing about from voters and whatnot. Uh, 
what's it? What was the catalyst for you uh, jumping into politics, uh, Greg? Were you ever that interested or involved in politics much before you uh, decided to declare as a candidate for this race? Well, I'm a lifelong Minnesotan, and so Minnesota has been very good to me. I grew up on the north side of Minneapolis. Really? Okay. Yep. I was came from a poor family, a family of eight. My dad was an immigrant. My mom was a second-generation immigrant. My dad worked in a warehouse. My mom was a homemaker. Uh, but we got a great education on the north side there. Uh, ended up at De La Salle High School sure. downtown mm-hmm. and went to the University of Minnesota and then the University of Minnesota Law School. And, and then I started practicing law and ended up at TCF Bank uh, where I was general counsel, privileged to serve with Bill Cooper, who was my boss and the CEO. And so life in Minnesota had been very good to me. Uh, my wife, Michelle, and I got seven kids, three grandkids. I love Minnesota, and I want to get something done. I know it's a cliche. People will say they want to give back. Well, I want to get something done. I want to actually accomplish something, be part of accomplishing something for our great state and, and to make it a better place. So this uh, particular uh, district, uh, as we said, it was a very close race back in 2016. Uh, Paul Anderson barely edged out a victory over a district that had been represented by a DFLer for quite some time. So now as you're out and about, uh, Greg, and, you've, and uh, what are you hearing from constituents? What are some of the issues that are first and foremost on their minds? I, obviously, COVID has certainly got to be on everybody's minds because it's affecting all of our lives. But what are some of the key issues that uh, you're hearing as you engage with voters, no doubt? Well, the two big issues that come up door knocking, and I've been door knocking since I think the second week in June. Okay. So I've been, I did not go out Labor Day uh, because my kids said people would get angry with me. But every other day, <laughs> I've, I've been out there. Fair enough. I'm okay. on my second pair of shoes. Uh, fortunately, my body has held up so far to it. And the two big issues uh, have been the police in the aftermath of the. Uh, tragic death of uh, Mr. Floyd. Right. And opening the schools. Oh, sure. And so uh, with the first issue, um, I will ask people, what do you think about uh, the police? What mm-hmm. issues do you have with the police? Right. And so almost to a person, uh, the first thing that, that they say is, uh, well, we can't defund the police. Who's going to take the 911 calls? We mm-hmm. need the police. We need the police. And they will also say, look, there's uh, always a bad air- apple in the barrel. Right. And you got to deal with that. But you can't call all the police racists. Right. You do that and you start talking about defunding them and you talk about uh, you know redirecting, reallocating their funds. to. kind of hurts morale, I would think, if nothing else. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, uh, cops, retired cops from the Minneapolis police. I was with, with uh, a number of them yesterday. And what happens is uh, when when you call them uh, systemically racist, mm-hmm. it affects their morale. Oh, and, no and guess what? They stop doing traffic stops. So our traffic stops are down 50%. And the reason is they're afraid of, of uh, creating another a riot and creating a scene and they don't know what's going to happen in that situation and they don't want to be accused of of, of having done something uh, wrong. And so uh, that morale is weighed down. I mean, it's astounding to me, just astounding that next year Minneapolis is planning on operating with 140 fewer cops. Mm. Just, just unbelievable to me. I'm sure you've seen that YouTube from the uh, principal of North High School. I did. So I went down there the next day after this poor kid, this 17-year-old kid, was shot at this convenience store at Dowling and Fremont. And um, it's a area I, I'm very familiar with. I'm sure, yeah. It's right, right next to St. Saint, Saint Bridget's down there. But this principal, as you saw, she's sitting out on the street, and she says, police, please come back. We love you. We need you. We got to have you. Mm. Uh, and, and, and that's really the, the reality. You can't call these police uh, all racist. They're not all racist. They're trying to, you know, do a very difficult job in difficult circumstances. And so 
when I'm out door knocking and talking to people, people will say things like, well, you know, sensible reform makes sense. Eliminate chokeholds, uh, add mental health training, how you identify mental health issues and stuff, but stop talking about defunding the police. We need the police. We need more police, not not fewer uh, police. So that, that's been the biggest issue that I've encountered out there. And the, the second issue is, is COVID-related, and it's related to the schools. Sure. Uh, and so I'll ask, well, what do you think about opening the schools? And um, there are some who will say, well, well geez, I'm too nervous or whatever. But for the most part, people think we ought to reopen the schools. Now, I, I am definitely in that camp because, uh, you know, you've got so many negatives from keeping these kids out of the schools. It's, uh, you know, you have mental health issues. I was just reading another uh, article today about the increase in suicides. Mm. Um, a lot of kids depend for school on their nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got this achievement gap between children of color and white kids. That for sure is getting worse. Brown University did a study and, you know, our kids are losing three months of progress in reading and six months of progress in math mm. by not being in school. And there's a socialization aspect and an interaction aspect that goes with kids uh, being in school. And you can't properly evaluate where these kids are. Uh, so I, I am firmly behind our kids going back in school. And, you know, there are risks with the kids going back in school. But oh, sure. The, the best evidence is uh, that that kids are at less risk of of getting this COVID, and if they get it, uh, they're more likely to be asymptomatic. And all across Europe, you know, the schools have been open since April, and they haven't had uh, any appreciable transmission of COVID from a kid to a parent or or to a teacher. Okay. So when you balance these harms, I'm in favor of getting the kids back in school. Yeah, you got to do it safely. Uh, yeah, you got to protect the kids and 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 the uh, parents and the and the teachers, but we got to do everything we can to get the kids back in school. So those two issues are the two big issues uh, that I hear pounding the beat. And and you know we talk about obviously the protests the, the, that took place in the aftermath of the George Floyd tragedy, and and you know they there were. Uh, started. I, I still vividly remember. I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it was a Tuesday evening. There was peaceful protests gathered around the area where George Floyd was killed, and it, and then there was just a few others that in, incited a bunch of unrest, and then it was several nights of unrest. And I think a week or two after, you even had some protesters right in your area in Plymouth took to the suburbs because people say we're gonna we're gonna get to the point where we're people aren't gonna be comfortable in the in the suburbs anymore. Now the suburbs went overwhelmingly for Democrats in the midterm elections in twenty eighteen. So I have to believe it sounds like what you're telling me, Greg Polis, is that people are beginning to wonder, you know, how serious uh you know the progressives are about law and order. And again, there's nothing that says you can't protest in the suburbs, but when that unrest starts to come up there and it, it causes, you know, yeah, uh, blocking traffic. That's that's the, one of the reasons people got away from the city is to avoid all that heavy traffic. Greg Bullis. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no question that it can that it can come out to the suburbs. And if you remember, you you had places like uh, Ridgedale. Mm, yeah, big police presence. Uh, you have other shopping centers out there. Downtown Wyzetta, boarding up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, it could come, uh, it could come anywhere. And, you know, when I go back to, uh, what happened in Minneapolis, I have friends that, uh, lived down near Powderhorn Park and, and for four days and four nights, there were no police and there were no fire. And the the reason was, um, that, that the police had to back off and there were too few of them. I mean, they were working 12, 18 hour days even. Right. But the, the uh, mayor uh, began this uh, problem uh, by not defending that third precinct. So I've talked to police about that. And uh, when you surrender a precinct like that and let the rioters just come in and torch the place and steal everything, I mean, it sends a message to all of these people who 
are, are looking for the opportunity to do bad things that, hey, the city is wide open to you. And um, then after that, we, we compounded that error by um, the governor didn't respond to the mayor's request for the National Guard. Then he responds to the request to, for the National Guard, uh, but the National Guard comes in and nobody tells them what to do. It's like uh, nuts, crazy. just totally crazy. And so uh, I, I hope we've learned from that, that all of us have learned from that, that you can't, uh, you can't surrender uh, to these people. No, and that you need to, you know, you need to call out the guard uh, quickly uh, to protect in these situations. So uh, it it is a uh, a, a very hard lesson uh, to have learned, but I think I think we have learned that lesson, and hopefully, in the future, we'll respond, um, you know, more appropriately. Joined in studio by Greg Polis, he the Republican candidate in Minnesota State. Senate District 44, again, includes uh, cities of Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Woodland. Don't want to short shrift anybody, Greg. No, you, Bullis, can't so. <laughs> leave that. you can't leave Woodland out. No. Absolutely not. So, And uh, Greg is here touting his campaign and all he's hearing from constituents. Uh, Greg, need to take a break. Can you hang for one more segment with us? Of course. Back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And here to take your calls at 651 289 4488. Again, back with Minnesota State Senate District candidate Greg Polis. On the Northern Alliance Radio Network, go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. The following is a public notice for people suffering with fibromyalgia symptoms. Researchers from the University of Illinois College of Medicine have developed the first definitive blood test for the biomarkers of fibromyalgia. Those who test positive may qualify for an FDA-approved clinical trial of a breakthrough symptom-eliminating treatment. Previously, a fibromyalgia diagnosis could not be confirmed. Now, participants can have definitive confirmation of this debilitating disease. The test is covered by nearly all insurance plans, and FM Test can even arrange to have your blood test done by a licensed medical professional in the comfort and security of your own home. If you suffer from chronic fatigue, mental fogginess, or chronic pain, it may be fibromyalgia. Take this opportunity to get the first and only definitive test. If you test positive, you could be among the first to receive a breakthrough treatment formulated to eliminate all fibromyalgia symptoms. Space is limited, so go now to myfmtest.com. That's myfmtest.com. Myfmtest.com. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on. Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Rack Shack Barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. AM 1280, the Patriot and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Hey, we're back. 
1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Bird. He'll be in for me tomorrow, however, from 1 to 3. Hope you could tune in. We are here to take your phone calls, by the way, 651-289-4488. And feel free to weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Again, joined with another, uh, joined by Greg Polis for another segment. Greg is the Republican candidate in Minnesota State Senate District 44, again, which covers uh, Plymouth, Minnetonka, and Woodland. Uh, talking about uh, various issues that are taking place. Uh, Greg, one of the issues that you know we talked a little bit about in the first segment, and you're hearing a lot about from your constituents, is education, kids getting back in the classroom. You mentioned uh, you grew up. I uh, went to private school, De La Salle, obviously some prestigious colleges, University of Minnesota, as well as law school there. So uh, you have a passion for education, Greg Pullis, and obviously what's uh, driving your candidacy a lot, I have a feeling. Yeah, the uh, education, education, education. I mean, it was the ticket for me. So I grew up on that north side, but, you know, by by getting a great education, that gave me a lot of opportunities. And uh, we need to make sure that everyone gets those same opportunities. When I went to TCF, um, I was at TCF for 25 years. My my best friend became Bill Cooper, who was the CEO, and he was a Detroit cop. Oh, okay. Did and not know that. He became a CPA and then got into the banking world. But he grew up in a very difficult circumstance, and education is is what saved him. So he and I really hit it off when it came to education. We got involved over on the north side of Minneapolis with a school called Ascension. Uh, mostly kids of color, and it just fit so well with with what Bill had in mind and what I had in mind, and there were some great people running this school. And we got involved, had a lot of tutors involved over time, got involved with the curriculum with them. Uh, Bill contributed just a lot of money to the effort, as did a lot of other good people. And it was really a success story, so those Ascension kids uh, just scored off the chart uh, on those state tests and, and did as well as the kids way out in Eden Prairie or wherever. Nice. And so then from that, uh, Cooper started a nonprofit and we sponsored like 17 charter schools. So education, education, education is the key. We got a big problem in Minnesota and it's lies in the fact that we tolerate, uh, um, uh, not very good results for our African-American kids. So mm-hmm. in the third grade, only 30% in Minnesota statewide, only 30% of African-American kids are reading proficiently in the third grade. Oh, my God. 65% for whites. Well, what is that? what happens from that is right. you get reduced job opportunities. Mm-hmm. Reduced job opportunities results in absolutely intolerable racial inequity. So the average black family in the Twin Cities – 39,000 income, whites, 83,000. One in four blacks own a home, three in four whites own a home. That is not acceptable. That all takes you back to that that education. So my big deal in this campaign is I want to have a statewide K-3 through reading program, really supercharge that. No kid gets to the fourth grade unless they read professionally in the third grade, and you devote the necessary resources to that. We could really achieve something. Uh, in terms of racial equity in this state if we really went to work on that. So I love education. It's my passion. If I get to the state legislature, rest assured it's going to be right <laughs> up there. No doubt, Greg, pull us out. We do have a call that we want to uh, take real quick. Uh, friend of the broadcast, Kim Crockett, is on line one. Kim, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Good to hear from you. Hey, thanks, Brad. You bet. I thought I should call in and say hi to my old boss. Yeah, hi, Kim. <laughs> Sounding good, Greg. Oh, thank you. You're sounding great, too. Hey, I've got, I've got two questions for you. I didn't want to pull you off education as a theme, because I know that's a huge passion of yours. So my question about education is, what are you hearing from people as you go door to door? Are parents aware of uh, some of the really dark kind of curriculum changes that have been taking place mm. Um, you know, I'm thinking sex ed, mm-hmm. 1619 project. Are they aware of that stuff um, in the schools? And then my second question, if you want to get to it, is um, what's it like campaigning when voting already started? 
Yep. Um, we have a seven-week uh, camp, you know, voting season while you're still out knocking, asking for the vote. So yep. those are my two questions for you, Greg. Well, great. great. So, so first question: It really has not uh, uh, been an issue talking at the doors. Now, you have to understand, Kim. Now, this is the first time I've actually done a lot of door knocking. Way, way back when, I remember door knocking for John Himley, if you remember John. Uh, but I, this is my first real experience of diving into uh, door knocking. And so, what happens when you door knock? And and in this in this COVID environment, I'm 10 feet back, so I am taking <laughs> super, super precautions not to, uh, you know, uh, really interfere with whatever people want to do. Sure. But uh, you, I have to draw them out for the most part. Uh, so if you simply ask, in, in this environment, if you simply ask, well, you have any issues you want to take back with me? Well, there, a lot of the times, you know, they're willing to talk to me. They're very kind and courteous. Uh, but they don't have a lot of time. A lot of people I find are on the phone. Now, I usually door knock in the middle of the day. So a lot of people are working and they're on the phone. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked at how many times I encounter somebody who's on the phone. So we really, I, I really have not gotten beyond those two first issues, which are the police and kids going back to school. When you talk about that second uh, issue, um, when I, I was out door knocking a week ago Friday, that's when the polls opened in uh, Plymouth. And they had the city hall open there, and I voted that day. And there were a lot of people there. Wow. Yeah, hmm. and they had this big tent, and they made it so super easy. I mean, they're to be commended for how easy they made it. Uh, so vote in person. Huh, what a concept. All right. Yeah, I voted in person. <laughs> Uh, and there were a lot of other people, though, voting in person. And, and, and Kim, it's really, when I go out, uh, I, I was at a dinner last night with my brothers, and, and this couple came up, and they had voted, young couple, and they had voted yesterday. So it is rather uh, unusual situation. I think there are a lot of people voting uh, early. We shall see in a couple of weeks when you kind of see what the— the data is what what it means to me is and and i i i I had this in mind is i started door knocking june 10th and i kind of figured look the most important period of door knocking for me is right up to october 1st sure because i don't know how many of these people are going to vote right right and the other thing i did kim was every day i do a video one or two videos or three videos about something and i have been really trying to push those if I can get people to see me, uh, they'll say, well, you know, this guy, well, I don't agree with everything he said, but, you know, he seems like a decent enough guy, and they can see me, see who I am. And he knows to- technology. That's very important, Craig. Yeah. That's very important. Greg well, my kids yeah. showed me how to do these <laughs> how to do these Facebook videos. <laughs> they helped you out good. I like so, it. So it, it really has been, uh, for me, Kim, I've accelerated everything that I'm doing. Well, I don't know if you guys can still hear me because you're yep. fading out. I can I'll hear hang you, up shortly, But I just want to tell you, Greg was a great guy to work for. You were an amazing boss, highly ethical, hardworking, and fun. So I, I, I hope you, I hope you get to be in the Minnesota Senate uh, come January. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, yeah, Kim, I miss you. I miss you. <laughs> thanks so much, Kim. We appreciate, yeah, appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much, uh, uh, Greg. We only have about uh, about a minute or so left. Uh, again, you mentioned your videos. Uh, people can go to your Facebook page, your website, if you want to. Uh, yeah, Greg Pullis for Minnesota Senate. My Facebook. It, it'll be entertaining for you. So if you go to that <laughs> and you look at it every day, uh, hopefully you'll uh, be entertained. This is a very important race. My my opponent is running on the basis of flipping control of the Senate and having one-party rule in Minnesota. Uh-huh. That's not a good idea. We're, too danger- we're dangerously close to that, Greg Polis. So as I've said, you know, any any DFL seats that we can flip to Republican, definitely a bonus, but we have to at minimum keep Republican seats in Republican hands, and this is definitely one of those uh, very difficult races. But, uh, Greg, I, I know you're doing all you can all you can to ensure this stays in Republican hands. Once again, Greg Pullis for MN State Senate. If you do a search for that on Facebook, you come to it. 
And I've also linked to Greg's uh, website as well at my blog, bradcarlson.org. Uh, so uh, it's uh, gregpolisforsenate.com. Is that right? Greg mm-hmm. Polis, P-U-L-L-E-S, gregpolisforsenate.com. That's where you can find his uh, website and uh, everything about his campaign. And again, with everything that's at stake, with the makeup of the legislature, with redistricting being done in early 2012, the legislature that we elect this November is the one who's going to have the say in that. So it is really important, a lot at stake. Greg, pray for me, pray for me. Absolutely, <laughs> sir. Greg, appreciate the time. I know Saturdays are a busy campaigning day. Thanks for taking time out, and uh, best of luck to you going forward. Greg Pullis uh, joining us here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We'll be back with another segment on the broadcast. Me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg, the headliner. Go nowhere. Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com, Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com. Are you making a mistake that will ruin your retirement? Here's David J. Scranton, founder of the Retirement Income Store. I'm David Scranton. When it came time for my mom to retire, one simple mistake forced her to work years longer than she should have. And that's why I started the Retirement Income Store, to help hardworking Americans 55 and over plan for the retirement they deserve. I couldn't help my mom, but maybe I can help you. Call the Retirement Income Store at 866-977-6434 and we'll send you our free Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's Amazon best-selling book, The Retirement Income Story. Plus, you'll be invited to enjoy a no-obligation conversation with an income specialist. So call 866-977-6434. That's 866-977-6434. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Online at theretirementincomestore.com. Invest advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, TwinCitiesTuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your students' first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Continues. Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg. Mitch away on assignment, but fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from one to three. But don't forget to check out his band tonight. Yeah, this is totally unsolicited. I'm not getting paid for that, and I don't think the station is either. But uh, Mitch's band, uh, Elephant in the Room, will be performing at a family fun night at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Roseville. The official address is 2048 Hamlin Avenue North in Roseville, just east of Rosedale Center. Yeah, there'll be food trucks, there'll be games. And, of course, Elephant in the Room making their uh, reemergence into the uh, gig setting. Yeah, they had to shut down their outdoor gigs earlier this year because of covid Uh, But they'll be back outdoors. And when Mitch takes a show off, 
uh, in order to kind of rest up and get ready for this gig, you know it's going to be something. So uh, we'll look forward to that. I'm, I plan on stopping on by, and I know some of our Narn listeners are. So definitely hope to see you out there, but say hello if uh, if I haven't met you before. We'd love to meet you. Well, again, like I said, the guest of Palooza continues. Again, a lot of important state races coming up, focusing a lot on some critical races that are currently held by Republicans that need to remain in Republican hands, but also any potential DFL seats that we could flip back to their rightful home, as far as I'm concerned, to uh, the Republican Party. We want to focus on those. And one such race is in 33B. Andrew, why don't you scoot a little closer to the microphone, and uh, Nick will adjust to you. And House District 33B, the uh, Republican candidate, is Andrew Myers. He joins us in studio right now. Uh, 33B is kind of a... What, what would you say, Andrew, in the uh, Lake Minnetonka, Minnetonka Beach area? Uh, well, name some of the cities that you got in there. I have Chanhassen, Deep Haven, Shorewood, Excelsior, Four Precincts, uh, or part of Orno, Mound, Spring Park, Minnetonka Beach, Greenwood. It's about 10 cities, but it's a western portion. Beautiful area out in that part. Yes, yeah. Very. Well, Andrew Myers, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, first and foremost. Appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. We'll get to, uh, like I said, talk a little bit about um, what you're hearing from the uh, what the voters, how the campaign is going and everything else. But uh, uh, I guess what was the motivation for you to uh, foray into electoral politics, Andrew Myers? Well, prior to running, um, I served in my city for eight years in different capacities. Uh, I, was okay. on the, I was on the planning commission, I uh, chaired the planning commission, and then several citizens had asked me to run for city council. So I ran for city council, uh, was on there for about four years, um, made some big impacts in my community, um, you know, from infrastructure to, um, you know, hiring uh, staff to renegotiating contracts, um, something that I, you know, brought some due diligence to my community. So, um, you know, I saw that there was, um, you know, kind of an opportunity um, for my district that I felt was being left out. Um, I felt that what I did in my small community that I could do for the district, um, that means small business owners, being a small business owner myself, that represents a lot of small businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's important that we, you know, focus on growing businesses within the state, let alone my district. Mm -hmm. Um, Also having, you know, four young kids now, um, schools are very important to me, making sure that, you know, we keep our schools, um, you know, where they're at and and improving those schools. Um, As well as, you know, again, kind of going back to the economy, you know, what we're doing with our tax money. I just saw so much wasteful spending and I fought wasteful spending in my community, um, you know, and stood up against it. And I think I can do that in St. Paul, you know. Yeah. So now as you're going out, obviously, um, this is kind of a unique time campaigning in the uh, in the COVID pandemic era. Certainly, uh, you know, the door knocking can still continue and, you know, safe activity as long as you <laughs> step far away, yep. step far away from the door. So as you're out there engaging with voters you know, you alluded to some of the issues that are first and foremost on your minds running for the seat. That kind of does that kind of mirror what the voters are telling you in your, in your district, Andrew Myers? Yeah, a lot of what I see is people concerned about public safety. Um, sure, you know the, the the rhetoric out there of disarm or defund the police, and yeah, that right. doesn't work out well in my district. Um, I wouldn't think. No, there's <laughs> you know a lot of people that um, you know move out there. Um, you know, take a lot of pride in their homes and their community, and they want to make sure that, you know, they're safe and secure and that run businesses out there. Um, you know, so for me, I've met with all the police chiefs and made sure to open that line of communication that I really believe is, you know, missing right now. Um, you know, and then the other aspects, again, that kind of go hand in hand are taxes and, you know, what are we going to do to rebuild this economy? And we need somebody in there that, you know, runs a business and works with other business owners and, you know, that's really resonating with a lot of people that I talk to. Now, you, you know, you go out to that uh, area, of Lake Minnetonka area. There's a lot of thriving small businesses because, you know, it's a popular area, particularly in the summer. People like to go to and hang out, socialize and whatnot. And they certainly had to feel the effects of a lot of these uh, shutdown policies, Andrew Myers. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, with people not being able to go out, you know, I know a lot of restaurant owners um, have really been struggling Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with what Waltz's has in place uh, right now, there it's hard for them, you know, to be successful. And we have certain restaurants that are, you know, and I'll just give one example. I mean, Fletcher's is in my district, sure. and they're closing down uh, October 12th, and they're not going to be open for the winter because they just, they can't, you know, bear this storm anymore. So, right. you know, what we're seeing is very frustrating, and, you know, I just feel like there's some missing common sense out there to do something to balance out what is happening with these business owners and these families, you know, our seniors and everything out there. 
Now this this particular district again, House District Thirty Three B. It's a it's been a reliably Republican district, and of course, like a lot of suburban districts in twenty eighteen midterms, kind of fell succumbed to the kind of succumbed to that blue wave where uh, Democrats. If I gosh, my math is right, I think they had a net gain of about eighteen seats. It was just it, it was it was a it was a wipeout. Let's not let's not spin yep. it any other yep. way. So uh, being as that may, uh, you know, typically midterm elections don't have as high a turnout in non-presidential election years. So be that as it may, as you're talking to the folks out there, were a lot of them taken aback, surprised that that district went that way? Was it something that they saw coming? Perhaps maybe they fit into a mindset where, hey, it is getting a little more progressive. I mean, what's kind of the uh, mindset of the constituents from that standpoint? You know, I've done almost 5,000 houses. Uh, I had a primary. You know, consistently what I'm hearing, it's, you know, it's a conservative district. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, my opponent... Um, only won the district, I think, by 200 votes. It was close. Uh, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. it was really close. And so, you know, I'm making sure that, you know, as I listen, you know, to everybody that I go door to door, that I'm I'm trying to leave no stone unturned. If it's, you know, talking to anybody, you know, it's been hard too. Assisted living centers, I would usually normally go in there and try to speak with them. And, you know, instead, you know, I'm trying to drop stuff off, uh, make sure that, you know, I can hit them as well as, you know, as many people in the district. So as you're, you know, obviously, you know, you being a business owner, concerned citizen, a lot of decisions that are made at the state level certainly impact you as well as your family. So as you're sitting back and thinking, you know, I could very, as a very good possibility, I'll be serving in St. Paul (laughs) come January. What are some of the things that are first and foremost on your mind that you're going to bring to the table if indeed you are elected this position? Because, you know, as a citizen, in a citizen legislature, they're you know, they're going to be, there are going to be a lot of ideas that are, are brought forth, particularly with the governor and his unilateral authority. So what are some of the things that uh, first and foremost, you're going to bring to him? Any, any uh, specific committees that you'd like to be on? Uh, what's kind of, what's kind of your thinking there, Andrew? Well, you know, right now I'm, I'm confident that we can take back the house, we can hold the Senate and we'll be able to, you know, stand up, get everything, the balance of powers back. Um, I think that's going to be really important. Um, you know, what I did as a council member in my community was really going into the numbers and making sure that we are, you know, doing things efficiently. And what I want to do is make sure that, you know, given what the budget is, given that our deficit is going to be four, four and a half billion dollars, mm, we need to get in there and find those inefficiencies because I can't look at friends and neighbors and say, you know what, we're going to continue to tax you. That's not what this is about. This is a time now that we need to get into those numbers and make sure things are performing. And if they're not, then we need to cut those. And that's that's an excellent point because this is something I've talked about with a lot of legislative candidates is, you know, whenever we have that budget forecast day, you know, typically it's at the end of a calendar year. They say, okay, this is where we're looking for as far as, you know, projected receipts we're going to bring in as compared to what we projected we're going to bring in. And you know, we've been fortunate in from the standpoint that we haven't been at huge deficits, but they're always touting the huge surplus. Oh, look at this two, two and a half billion dollar surplus. And it's like, I don't know if that's so much to be celebrated. That means you're taking way too much money from the taxpayers. If you have a you know, uh, you know, a few million here or there, that's one thing. But when you're talking billions, that's a lot to take from the taxpayers. And the fact is, it almost seemed like there was never even a discussion about cutting back on spending. And so now, to your point, when we wind up in the situation where the tax base has shrunk because you know people weren't working, uh, businesses weren't operating, and therefore sales tax wasn't being collected, now we're at a significant deficit. Would you mention four, four and a half billion dollars? Um, it, it's still amazing to me how there still is such a hesitancy uh, to, to cut spending, Andrew Myers. Well, and that's the thing. I just have seen it with the DFL. It's just something that's, I mean, not in their mind. They're always looking to spend more right. and more. And my level of frustration is they, they have all these wants, these wants. Well, they end up getting them funded and all of a sudden their needs and, and you just can never cut back on those. Well, we're going to have to. I mean, this is something that we're going to have to dig out of and it's going to take a lot of time, but we're going to have to prioritize and prioritizing are the men and women and families, you know, in the state and in my district. Yeah, a lot of I mean, a lot of the candidates talk about the hardworking families. We're looking out for the hardworking families. Well, what they hardworking families do when they're facing a, a tightness in their income is they look for look for places to cut. I mean, that's just that that's just common sense. So, I mean, if you're really an admir, 
in admiration of the hardworking families, maybe kind of mirror what they well, do. Well, yeah, if you're making table you know, strategy, you know, sixty thousand dollars one year, and the next year you're making forty, you're not spending like you're making sixty. Yeah, right. So you, you hope not. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what we need to do. We need to bring that responsibility and accountability. You know, to St. Paul, I, you know, again, I did it where, you know, I was a city council member um, right. and, you know, there's infrastructure bills that we needed. And if they came back too high, you know, voted against them and said, hey, we need to get creative and we need to go back and we need to get more bids and we need to figure out how we're going to be able to use this money. Yeah, obviously, this isn't the federal government. We can't deficit spend. Constitutionally, we're not allowed to do that. So, yeah, something is going to have to be figured out. Uh uh, Andrew, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold with us for one more segment? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Andrew Myers, again, Republican candidate in Minnesota House District 33B, covers Deep Haven, Excelsior, Greenwood, Minnetonka Beach, Chanassin, Mound. Beautiful area out there. Need a bag in Republican hands. And uh, folks, we'll be back with another segment with Andrew. He'll tout his website where he can find out more about his campaign because uh, there's an opportunity to take back the House. This is one seat that definitely has to happen. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Back with one final segment on the broadcast. Me, Brad Carlson, in for Mitch Berg. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Whoa! Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Your business needs leads and sales. There are potential customers online right now looking for what you do. Will they find you or your competitor? You need Salem Surround. The marketing team here at Salem Surround is ready to help your business now. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, PJ here from PJ's Appliance Outlet. Are you in need of a new washer and dryer, a new stove, dishwasher, or refrigerator? Do you prefer top brands like LG, Frigidaire, Whirlpool? Are you dragging your feet due to the cost and feeling like more often than not you'd be overpaying for these appliances? Well, here at PJ's, we've solved that problem for you. Our clients, many of whom are listeners to this station as well, have already saved hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars by shopping at PJ's Appliance Outlet. Our everyday standard pricing is 40 to 70% less than the average appliance store. We're not talking the inflated MSRP pricing. We're talking real, everyday pricing. So before you purchase an appliance, it's well worth a quick visit to our store to see what we have in stock and how much money we can save you. At PJ's, we proudly offer basic and extended warranty options, along with professional appliance delivery and removal services. Go to PJsApplianceOutlet.com. That's PJsApplianceOutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows... You can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Get an $8,025 high-efficiency gas furnace for just $4,012 through this special offer from Blue Ox Heating and Air in this station. There's just one half-price furnace. Go to this station's website, click on the More tab, then Half-Price Offers, or call the station now. And go! Free your Welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. We had someone leave a, a voicemail. Apparently was disgruntled with my uh, segment talking about Brianna Taylor. And um, he said I need to get my facts straight. He and and while he said I needed to get my facts straight, he said, get your facts straight. Breonna Taylor was reaching for a gun. Well, no. 
Uh, her boyfriend had the gun and shot at police officers and was eventually cleared because, well, he was defending uh, the domicile in which he was staying. So uh, if you want to, you know, I, I don't mind negative feedback, but I give out the number every single segment. So call in, air your grievances. Let's have a discussion on where I'm wrong and, sir, where you were very clearly wrong, if he's indeed still listening. And I love how he says, well, no one ever listens. No wonder no one ever listens to 1280 anymore. And you know this how? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I I I didn't know that uh, some listeners were uh, privy to our, our ratings, but I've been on the show nine plus years, and if I wasn't bringing in any listeners, I wouldn't be here nine plus years. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Anyways, I digress. Back talking uh, local politics with our in studio guest uh, Andrew Myers. He, the Republican candidate in House District 33B, again, it's a Lake Minnetonka area. Some parts of uh, the district include uh, parts of Orono. Uh, Spring Park, Tonka Bay, Minnetonka Beach, Excelsior, Deep Haven, Chan has a beautiful area out there, and uh, it was a very close race in the midterms last 2018, flipped to the DFL by a mere a couple hundred votes, I think. It was very close, so ripe for the pickings to get back in the GOP hands. Uh, Andrew, again, this short segment, maybe I only have about five minutes to go. Sure. Uh, maybe give your uh, people your website as well as maybe your Facebook page, where they can find you, and uh, I know people know what's at stake this election in any of these races that they could possibly flip back. Uh, to the Republicans, they're going to want to do maybe throw a few bucks in. And money isn't everything, but it is important. So where can people find out uh, your website and donate? So my website is Um And then we'll also have a you know pretty in-depth Facebook page um, at Vote Andrew Myers. Um, you know, I'm always doing videos on there. I'm really trying to put myself out there, you know, hitting doors every day, but you can't hit every door. So if I can put videos on there so people can see what I'm concerned about, where I'm at, um, you know, access to me is very important. So, you know, my email is Andrew at voteandrewmyers.com. Uh, if you guys want to have a conversation, email me your phone number. I will call you, uh, answer all my own emails. It's, it's important to me. I, I just feel like we need somebody that's going to be listening to each and every person. And I will do that. We, you know, we've had, uh, you know, in the past, um, journalists go out with, uh, legislators or, legislative candidates as they're you know door knocking doing campaign activities and again this is just this this is just a part time you in, you indicated you have a full time job business owner what have you and this is something that you have to do spare time despite being married despite what you say four kids, four kids Andrew and uh, a six week old how do you how do you pull all that off that's amazing how they I mean it's certainly a challenge to be sure but uh you know how do you uh, prioritize your time like that that's impressive well first of all um you know, I'm a solo practitioner, so I've always been able to work from home, which has been very important to me to spend a lot of time with my kids. Sure. You know, now that, you know, we've taken this on and I say we is my family, including my wife. My wife is the best. She is, you know, totally stepping up. She is supporting me. You know, the days that I go out and door knock, I come home, she'll give me a list and say, these people requested signs. You need to go put them up. And nice. I, put, I put up all my own signs. So, you know, I, I just... I think that people that are going to host a sign for me, they don't want to meet me. Um, so, you know, I try to balance it out. You know, I take the kids to school in the morning. Uh, I work in the morning. I do a lot of, you know, about two hours worth of door knocking in the afternoon work. Then I do pick up the kids from school because we have two that go to Excelsior Elementary. Um, you know, and then after that, it's, you know, family time and then, you know, fulfilling, you know, phone calls. I'll do that myself through our system. Um you know, it's just it, it's a good balancing act, but we do it together as a family, um, and the kids enjoy it. They're uh, you know want to go door knocking. They you know want to go assist with signs. Um, so I think they're seeing the process. They're seeing what their dad is doing and how important it is to make a difference in our community. Yeah, and and, and I I think that's an excellent point too. Is because you know at the end of the day, this is this is public service, and you know there's some people who stay in this you know for for decades and you know make a. Uh, a career out of it. I mean, certainly not for the money, but if they have, you know, other sources of income, maybe uh, a permanent income that they, you know, they'd have the at advantage that maybe some working folks don't have. And at the end of the day, this needs to be a citizen legislature. And I think that they, you know, that's a, that's a great message you're passing on to the family and, and, uh, and whatever else. So uh, I guess between now and, um, you know, elections, election day is less than six weeks away. You know, we talked about this with our uh, previous guest, Greg Polis, Senate candidate. Oh, okay. And I'll, yep. and I'll ask you, um, you know, how do you, now that early voting started last week, what kind of challenge do you anticipate that presenting itself? Because, I mean, there are people, you know, you're still out there trying to win votes over, and yet people may have already voted. Is that a challenge that you've come upon yet, or how, you, how are you thinking about that, Andrew Myers? So, yeah, I... Uh... 
a couple of days ago, came across my first person and said, oh, I've already voted. And then today, actually, when I voted went, for you, right? Nah, he didn't say. OK, OK. Fair I'm enough. assuming he voted for me. <laughs> Uh, but then I ran into four people today when I was door knocking in Chanhassen. And he said, yep, I already voted for you. So, you know, spend, oh, awesome. your, spend your time and effort to, onto the next door. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why, again, it's important that, you know, those videos I put on Facebook, that I go out every day, that I try to, you know, hit a different city every day to make myself available and say, hey, I was in your community. If you saw one of my flyers on your door, email me, call me. Sure. It's important. You know, we're hosting, you know, I hosted several meet and greets um, at area um, establishments outdoors. Uh, we've had really good turnouts with that. People are coming. People want a change. People want to get out of the house. Yeah, and they do. Be with others too. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, and they, <laughs> and they want to you know meet people and they want to talk and they want yeah, yeah. they want to voice their concerns of what's happening and and they're not getting that opportunity right now because of everything that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously that's that's a challenge, and you know I know that. Um, excuse me. I know one thing people talk about is when the governor makes. You know, his uh, uh, extends his emergency powers every 30 days. You know, it's frustrating for people. Well, you know, unfortunately, there really aren't a lot of options because that is in the, in the statute that he has those powers and the legislature has to vote, take them away. And the, and the DFL House is not going to do that. So I would ha- I would have to imagine that that would provide a lot of incentive to maybe get that back in Republican hands, if nothing else, because everybody needs to be at the table when making these critical decisions. One person making them uh, just doesn't seem to be working, Andrew Myers. Yeah, and that's... The part that I hear repeatedly from everybody is that why isn't my opponent stepped up and made that decision to actually vote for her district? Right. You know, that was the person that was elected to make decisions and they're not doing it. Yeah. You know, nobody, you know, that's the person we put there and that's the person that should be making the decision. Yeah. And I, especially at this point. Oh, and that's an excellent point. I think a lot of these uh, traditional Republican districts that went DFL in the midterms in 2018. Because of that, I think that that will cause a lot of them to come around. Again, Republicans need to flip nine uh, DFL districts, net gain of nine districts to take back the majority in the House. Formidable, yes, but not impossible. And, uh, you know, in districts like yours, Andrew, we certainly hope for the best. So, once again, Andrew Myers uh, running in House District 33B. Again, look up his Facebook page. Vote Andrew Myers for Minnesota House, and uh, you'll find all his videos, campaign updates, whatever else and an opportunity to maybe uh, help out the campaign in any capacity. Andrew, thanks so much for stopping by. We know Saturday is a busy day for campaigning. Thanks for taking the time. Best of luck in your race going forward, and uh, hope to catch up with you on the trail. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. M1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's been me, Brad Carlson, filling in for Mitch Berg. Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3. Next weekend, we'll be back to our regular slots. So Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. According to the Wall Street Journal, the new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one business book in the world. Hi, my name's Adam Barada, two-time national best-selling author and owner of Advantage Gold, hands down the highest-rated gold firm in the country. We help investors put physical metals inside their IRAs. My first book, Gold is a Better Way, sparked a movement. My new book, The Great Devaluation, is the number one book in the country. I believe every investor should own physical metals. It's why I'm giving away my best-selling book to anyone with an IRA with over $100,000 for free. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. To get the bestseller, The Great Devaluation, sent directly to your door. That's 800-900-8000. The new decision is now obvious. Don't you deserve to do it with the best? 
Call 800-900-8000 for your free book today. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're Diamond and Silk. You've seen us on TV and social media. Or maybe you read our new book, Uprising. Who the hell said you can't ditch and switch? Now, we're here to tell you about what's next. An exclusive video event, Diamond and Silk Unscripted, with the one and only Larry Elder. We'll be telling our truth about who we are and how it all began. How our faith gave us the courage and freedom to speak our minds and not allow anyone to dictate our destiny or our future. We will talk about the world we grew up in, Mm -hmm. what led us to rebel against that world, and how rebellion led us to speak out on politics and reach millions of viewers. It's an exclusive video event from Salem Now. Diamond and Silk Unscripted with Larry Elder. Oh, you don't want to miss this. So log on to SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com for Diamond and Silk with Larry Elder.